So good to see you guys. I love Monday nights. Love coming just to study God's Word, hang out with you guys. Uh, raise a hand if you need a Bible. And we've got some fine gentlemen coming down the aisles now with Bibles. We are going to dig into God's Word tonight. Uh, if you have a Bible, I'm going to invite you to turn to the book of Galatians. Galatians and the fifth chapter of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. While you're turning there... Um, We just finished a series called When Things Don't Go As Planned. The series was essentially dedicated to answering the question, as a Christian, when things don't go as planned, how should I respond? Because life isn't always going to go according to our plans. Many of you know this, have experienced it firsthand. Life's not always going to go according to your plans. So we just finished that four-week series. We're going to have it up um, as a part of our podcast, so you can go back and listen to that. Uh, but we've also created this, um, our graphics department created a, a rave card, and it basically has all of the 15 principles we went over as a part of this series. Um, so if you didn't take notes and uh, you want to remember the 15 principles from our four-week series, then I encourage you to pick one of these cards up. They're just by the exit doors in a little card holder. And so if you did take notes, but maybe you just want to keep this in your Bible, um, I'd encourage you to pick one up. I think we printed like 50 or so, so grab them. We can always print more, and we can have them next week here as well. Uh, But just wanted to visibly, tangibly put something in your hands just to remember when life doesn't go as planned, These are a few things you can just keep on your heart, keep on your mind, just to continue to pursue the Lord and trust the Lord, even when life always isn't going according to our plans. Um, Tonight, um, hopefully we're going to just have a a brief Bible study tonight, because I really want to continue to cultivate fellowship in this ministry. We'll have Monday Night Football uh, back on in the cafe. We've put some games out, like um, apples to apples and just different stuff, and so uh, so hang out afterwards, um, play games, watch the football game, and uh, just feel free to hang out. Um, and so for now, we're just going just gonna to study God's Word, and then, and then we'll hang out a little bit afterwards. Uh, but on to Galatians chapter 5. There are three principles here that I'd like to just study with you tonight. Three principles for Christian living that Paul addresses here in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, What we're first going to do is going to read verses 16 to 23, Galatians 5, 16 to 23, and then we'll pray and then we'll dive in and we'll see uh, see these three principles that Paul talks about. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. Um, So chapter 5, verse 16, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Let's pause there and pray. Heavenly Father, we commit our Bible study to you now. 
And we pray that you would teach us, Lord, that you would convict us, that you would encourage us, that you would comfort us by your word, Lord. We love your word, and we proclaim tonight that we love you. We love your son, Jesus. And so we look forward to what you have for us tonight. I pray that you would just speak through me, Lord, that it wouldn't be my words, it'd be your words, Lord, that we would just fall more in love with your son, Jesus, as we study Galatians chapter 5 and a little of chapter 6. So we can uh, commit our Bible study to you now, Lord. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Three principles for Christian living. The first principle is this. Recognize that you are in a battle. This is the first Christian principle that Paul addresses here. Recognize that you are in a battle. Look at verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. So here Paul is setting the stage here. He says, listen, there are two opposing forces. There's the force of the flesh, the sinful nature. And then there's the, for, the force of the Spirit, the Spirit that God gives to a believer when you come to faith in Him. And these two forces, they are, warring, uh, they are waging war against each other. The flesh, the sinful nature, and the Spirit. The ESV puts it this way. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other. Circle that word in your Bibles, opposed, or some of your uh, translations maybe say um, conflict. Uh, the New King James Version says they are contrary. It's the Greek word antikamai. It's a military term. It means that they are literally fighting against each other, that these two forces are opposed to one another. They are at war with each other. It's why the New Living Translation puts it this way. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. And so we've all experienced this war within our souls. If you've come to know Christ, you understand that this battle is present, that you oftentimes struggle towards your tendencies and the temptations that you have, you know what God's word says. You want to pursue the Lord. You want to pursue holiness. But at the same time, your own flesh and your sinful nature is pulling you a different direction. And oftentimes, when we're not pursuing the Lord, when we're not staying in the word, we get distracted and we start to fall into temptation. We, we fall into different sins and different struggles. And you've experienced this battle. But this is the first principle that's so important for us to understand is first we have to recognize that we're in a battle because if we don't recognize that we're in a battle, if we don't first understand that there is a battle waging within us, then you've already lost the battle. If you're not constantly just on guard, putting your mind on guard, putting your heart on guard, if you let your guard down on the battlefield, and this is a daily thing, if you let your guard down, you will take a hit, you will take a bullet. We have to understand that there is a battle, it's a daily thing, and we have to constantly be on guard. My dad was speaking at a conference uh, years ago, it was at a men's retreat, so it was all, it was all men, they had a little Q&A session afterwards, and a 20-something year old guy, he stood up, asked a question, uh, raised his hand, my dad uh, you know, asked him to stand, and, and he asked the question, uh, Pastor Gary, does sexual temptation get any easier the older you get? And before my dad had the opportunity to answer the question, an elderly gentleman in the back raised his hand real high and said, 
I can answer that question. And so my dad was like, yeah, sure, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll leave it to you. You're, you're, you're older than I am, not, no exaggeration, probably 80 to 85 years old. He stands up. He says, I can answer that question for you, son. It never gets better. And then he sat down. And the room was silent. It was very awkward. And the first thing I was thinking was, that's really discouraging. That's really depressing. And the second thing I thought was, you dirty old man. That's weird. That's creepy. But we have to understand that our flesh, our sinful nature will always remain within us. And while we're here on this present earth, that that war will always be waging within us. Until we die and we, we go to the presence of the Lord, we're in heaven, have eternal life, and we get our glorified bodies. Once we lose this body of flesh, we will always have temptation. We will always have struggles. We always need to be cognizant of that battle that wages within us. Now, the question is, which one will reign? Which one will we allow to reign in our lives? Will it be my flesh, my sinful nature, the appetites of my flesh, Will I always be falling into temptations that come my way? Or will I decide I'm going to live by the Spirit, by the power that the Lord gives me in life if I submit to the Lord's will? Now, what's the remedy for not giving in to my sinful nature? What is the remedy? Well, this is the second principle. Look at verse 16. Paul says, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So this is the second principle for Christian living. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. If that is your focus, if that is your intention, if that is your heart's desire, Paul says, then you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Now here's the question though, is how will I be able to tell which of these two things, the Spirit or the flesh is reigning within me? How am I going to be able to discern, well, which one's winning in this battle? Which one is, is, is overcoming? Which one is, is winning within this battle that's taking place? So this is what Paul does. Paul says, well, I'm going I'm to help you out a little bit here. I'm going to give you two lists. I'm going to give you the first list, which is the acts of the sinful nature. And then I'm going to give you the second list, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And then Paul says, what you're going to do then is you're going to take these two lists then you're going to take inventory of your life and say, which, am, which list am I more prone to? Which list am I walking in? And so this is what Paul does. So Paul gives us the first list. He says, this is the list of the sinful nature, adultery and fornication. So essentially, this is sexual immorality. This is verse 19. He first says adultery and fornication. Many of your translations say sexual immorality. It's the Greek word pornea. It's where we get our English word pornography. Okay, so sexual immorality, any sexual perversion or any sexual expression that is not experienced within the confines of a marriage is sexual immorality. Paul says this should not be a part of the behavior of the Christian. He goes on, in addition, uncleanness and lewdness, or your translation might say debauchery, uh, just is talking about this open and shameless sin. And this so describes our culture, this open and shameless sin. And he says idolatry, idolatry is just loving something more than you love God, worshiping something more than you worship the Lord. He goes on, sorcery, 
Many of your translations might say witchcraft. This is actually the Greek, the Greek word pharmakia. It's where we get our English word pharmacy or pharmaceutical. And now it's, Paul's not talking about medication like over-the-counter med- medication or prescription drugs. Right? He's talking about drugs. He's talking about addictive drugs. He's talking about being addictive, addicted to drugs that actually has the propensity for uh, delusions. Um, and so Paul is saying that obviously drugs and, and doing drugs should not be a part of the behavior of the Christian. He goes on, hatred, contentions, or discord, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Your translation might say fits of rage. All right, you know, it's all right to get, you know, the Bible calls anger a sin. There are certain things that, you know, it's okay to be angry about, obviously. That's not necessarily a sin. But if, if your pattern, if you're falling a, into a pattern of just you're always angry, these fits of rage, that should not be in the life of a Christian. He goes on, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness. All right, now, drinking is not a sin. The Bible says that drinking is not a sin. Drunkenness is a sin. Getting drunk off of alcohol is a sin. The Bible says that drunkenness should not be a part of the believer's life. He goes on revelries. All right, that's orgies. He comes back to sexual sin here and the like. All right, so that's a good list that Paul brings up here. And then he goes on to the fruit of the Spirit. He says, the fruit of the Spirit is, in verse 22, now notice circle is, all right, not are. This is supposed to be singular. This is, this is not just several, uh, if, you know, picturing a tree, not just different kinds of fruit on one tree. This is one cluster. This is supposed to be seen as singular because you can't just pick and choose. Like, I could use a little bit more patience, but uh, I don't really feel like being kind today. You know, we can't pick and choose here. This is one cluster of fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law, meaning there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with any of these things, all right? So, looking at those two lists, Paul says, now I want you to take inventory of your life. Within which list are you walking in? Are you more prone to hatred and jealousy? Are you walking in patterns of sexual immorality and idolatry and envy and anger? If that's you, you're not walking in the Spirit. Now, Paul's not saying, all right, because we all, we all sin. We all fall short of God's glory. We're not going to be perfect on this earth. Paul's not saying, okay, if you slip up, okay, you have to get saved all over again, okay? Paul is more addressing here, if this is your pattern of life, if you have habitual pattern, uh, patterns within your life towards these things, this is not walking in the Spirit. And he even uses stronger language that you are not to be in the kingdom of God. We have to take these things seriously. What we do in this life matters, not in order to get us saved, but it should be a response because of our salvation. Because God first loved us, then we love. Because God first showed joy and patience and, and peace with us, then we need to exemplify those things because that's how our Heavenly Father works. That's, that's what our Heavenly Father does. We, as a response to our salvation, must walk in the Spirit. And then he goes over the fruit of the Spirit. So this will determine whether you, whether you have a propensity to walk within your flesh, walk within your sinful nature, or whether you're walking in the Spirit. As Christians, our responsibility 
is to remain in the power of the spirits and to put these things to death. And that's what Paul leads to. This is our third principle of the Christian life is to crucify the flesh. Look at verse 24. Verse 24 says, And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Pause there with me. We need to crucify the flesh. We need to first recognize that we're in a battle. Then we need to walk in. We need to live by the Spirit. And thirdly, we need to crucify the flesh. Now, the original language, this, is, this verb to crucify, is in the active voice. So it means we need to crucify and we need to continue to crucify the flesh. This is a daily thing. When you wake up and you bring your head off of the pillow, we need to cognizantly remember, I need to crucify my sinful nature. But the Lord promises to help us. He gives us the power of His Spirit. This is not something that is solely dependent upon us. While yes, we need to take responsibility for our actions, for our tendencies, for our sinful nature, the Lord's provided help for us. So be encouraged by that. And then jump to chapter 6 real quickly with me. Chapter 6, and I love verses 7 and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And so this is our challenge for tonight. This is our final question for this evening. Which appetite are you feeding? Which appetite are you feeding? So Paul presents these two opposing forces. There's a battle that wages within your soul. A battle for the sinful nature, a battle for the spirit. Now, Paul says, which appetite are you going to feed? Because if you continue to feed your flesh, if you continue to place your mind within the things of the world, you're going to reap corruption. You're going to reap destruction. But if you continue to feed the spirit, you will reap everlasting life. Years ago, we had a, a family pet, pet dog, chocolate lab. Uh, her name was Augie. Augie the doggy is what we called her. A beautiful dog, just such a friendly dog, loved her to death, um, but she, she loved to get into things. I mean, she loved to get into trash. One of the things, though, she got into was Dove Dark Chocolate, and she ate a half a pound of Dove Dark Chocolate, and I don't know if you know this, but chocolate is actually toxic, toxic to, to dogs, um, not cats, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, but it is toxic, toxic to, to dogs. And, uh, and Augie got into a half a pound of Dove Dark Chocolate. And so my dad gets on the phone. He calls Poison Control. And uh, the, the lady on the other end of the line asks, well, what's, what's the dog's weight? And my dad gives her uh, Augie's weight. And so she does some calculations uh, with the ratio of how much chocolate did she eat to uh, how, how big is she. And she, she said, now listen, uh, sir, your dog is not going to die, okay? Your dog's going to be fine, but it will diarrhea all over the house today. Um, and so, you know, we'll take it, you know, diarrhea or death, we'll always go with the diarrhea. But she said this and, and my dad and myself will never forget this. She said though, but beware, be aware of this. Once she's tasted chocolate, she will always crave it. Once she's tasted chocolate, she will always crave it. And the point being, once you've tasted something, you will always want more of it. Once you've tasted something, you will always want more of it. There was a commercial years ago, uh, Lay's Chips. I love Lay's. 
I love chips. I love snacks. And uh, it said in the, in the slogan in this commercial, it said, you can't just eat one. And it's so true. I mean, you get a bag of chips on the couch, nobody's just popping one chip in and then putting it back in the pantry. You're eating half the bag. I mean, that's just me, maybe. I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm destroying that bag. I am eating that bag of chips. And this is so true with our sinful nature. Once we have the, the propensity just to, to fall into habitual sin and we continue just to feed our flesh and we continue to feed our sinful nature with the things that our flesh desires, we will always have the propensity to want and crave more. And so what do we need to do? We need to starve the flesh. We need to starve our sinful desires. We need to starve those, those things. And it's going to be difficult. It's a daily thing, like I mentioned. But we need to starve those things because once we've tasted it, and once we continue to taste it, we will always want more. And so we have to set aside the things of the flesh. We have to crucify the flesh, and we have to feed the Spirit. We have to spend time in God's Word. We have to pray. We have to get alone with God. We have to feed the Spirit. We have to feed the things of God in our lives. We need to continue to go to Him within our prayer lives and spend time with Him alone, reading the Bible, reading the Scripture. We need to get alone with God and continually feed the Spirit because once we continually feed the flesh, we will always crave more. So these three things, recognize that we're in a battle. Recognize that you're in the midst of a battle. All right, It's going to be a lifelong battle full of daily decisions and daily choices that we need to continue to walk in. But first, secondly, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and crucify the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, crucify the flesh, and always ask yourself, which appetite have I been feeding? Which appetite have I been feeding? Have I been feeding the flesh or have I been feeding the things of the Spirit? And so just to encourage us tonight with Galatians chapter 5, This life's going to be hard. We're not perfect. We will only be perfected once we come into the presence of God, once we lose this body of flesh. So take heart. Be encouraged that we we fall short of the glory of God, and God's grace is so big. God's grace runs deeper than our sin. But if we're serious about our relationship with the Lord, if we want to pursue holiness, we need to recognize we're in a battle, and we need to crucify the flesh, and we need to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we desire to know more of you. So I pray, Lord, that you would be gracious to us, that you would be merciful to us, Lord. I pray for anyone in this room right now who might just be going through just difficulties and struggles and temptations in life, Lord. Please help us to crucify those things. Help us to wake up daily and just to think of the things of you, to set our minds on things above, to set our minds on joy and peace and love and help us to cling to the fruit of the Spirit. Help us to walk in the Spirit, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. We can't do this on our own. And so that's why we are so grateful for your Holy Spirit that promises to hold our hand through this life. So Lord, we pray that you would help us to walk in the Spirit, that you would help us to crucify the flesh and that you would help us to continually realize we're in a battle, but you've given us freedom through your son Jesus. And always help us to remember which appetite are we feeding. Help us to feed the Spirit, Lord, and set aside the things of the flesh. So we love you, Lord, and that's what we ask for. We ask for your strength 
in our temptation. We ask for your strength and our weaknesses. And we pray that you would be glorified and honored in our, li- in our lives. We pray that we would continue to mature in our faith. We would continue to grow in our walks with you, Lord. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen.